and hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Baseball Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I am Bird. This is soon to be Jake. Jake, it is Edge Rusher Day. It is the first day of going and doing the defensive prospects, and we're going to start with one of the more interesting deep-ish positions in the entire draft as far as my estimation goes. But first of all, as always, how are you? Cannot complain, buddy. Good seeing you. Are we are we loving this uh, this New York spring weather? Well, like summer, I like it. I, I definitely it's... am not complaining. No, no, I am. I am not complaining at all. I was able to get my four and a half miles in today. Got some nice little color. I'm 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 feeling myself. Feeling myself. It's nice. Yep. It's nice, and it, it feels like golf weather. But the problem is that. Everyone else does it's golf weather. And to try and get on a golf course right now is a little difficult. Can't. Nope. You flat out can't. Nope. You can not. So, like I said, it is edge rusher day. You know how this works by now. If you have missed all of the offensive side of the ball, they are all up. Go check them out. They are all there. But if you are if you don't know or if you forgot. The way we do this is we give our top five, we give a sleeper, and then we discuss. And then at the end, we talk about potential draft fits for potential edge rushing prospects. So, Jake, I think you went first last week. So I'll go first this week with the edge rushers. So uh, number five, I have Miles Murphy out of Clemson. Number four. I have Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa. Number three, I have Nolan Smith out of Georgia. Number two, I have Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. And then number one, I have Will Anderson out of the University of Alabama with my sleeper being Miles Murphy's running mate at Clemson, KJ Henry. Uh, Pretty similar list. Um, At number five, I have Miles Murphy. Number four, Nolan Smith out of Georgia. Number three, Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa. Number two, Will Anderson out of Alabama. And number one, Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. Okay, so there is the the, sa- the same names, but a very different number one to what I have and what most of the scouting community has as well with Tyree Wilson at number one over Will Anderson. Uh, Jake, I'm, I guess I have a two-part question here. Uh, a, why Tyree Wilson at number one, and B, why Will Anderson at number two? I thought that Tyree Wilson was just a lot more explosive for me. On tape, he had a much quicker first step. He had better burst. He had better bend. He, he just, to me, was the far superior athlete. I don't know what the testing entailed of, but... Um, this is one of those kids where he has very rare twitch as well. You know how I like that with my um, edge rushers. I just <laughs> listen, man. I'm I'm thinking more of a projection, and I get it. Sure. The SEC is better competition than the Big Twelve. Texas Tech is not necessarily the the breeding grounds for edge rushers like Alabama is. But when you watch this kid and you see the explosion, you see the burst, you see the strength, you see the hand placement, you see the very wide net of 
pass rushing moves that he has. I think if he if the roles were reversed, he would be by far the best player in this draft, if that makes sense. I think this would be the the hot commodity that everybody's talking about right now. So, And you got to keep in mind, too, a, a Texas Tech defense, how many of those guys are going to the league next year on uh, who we played with? Uh, not many. I, I think we can name about six or seven guys from the Alabama defense that are at least getting a look to play in the league next year. That's uh, true. <laughs> so... Let's let's also keep that in mind. But as a project projection and just overall raw prospect, with obviously obviously it's just not all about raw talent. You also need to see it for yourself as well. I it, to me it wasn't necessarily the closest there was. And now I don't think Wilson is like a a Bosa or a Miles Garrett or. Some other uh, who who else came out pretty recently? I think those are really the best ones, fairly recently. Jadavion Jadavi I mean, Clowney, maybe. Yeah, I didn't like Jadavion Clowney, but he was also a, li- a little bit. He was a little bit ago, like last draft. The number one edge rusher was uh, the Boses. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think he's that like that level of edge rusher, if that makes sure. sense. So, and and listen, that's not to discredit Will Anderson at all. He's my number two guy. It's not like I'm saying he's out of my top five or below number three. I just thought that Tyree Wilson was more explosive and was go- is going to translate into the better pro at the end of the day. So that's interesting because I think one of the things that I that I did see and and while I don't agree that Wilson jumped off the page at least for me uh on film I thought Anderson's tape was stellar and Tyree Wilson's tape was great. Like I'm not I'm not saying that I completely disagree with Jake saying that Tyree Wilson was just so it was leaps and bounds. Like they are very, very close together and they are no doubt the top two. And then it's, then it's everybody else after that. But I think with, with Wilson, the one thing that I did see more than with him, more than I did see with Will Anderson is that Tyree Wilson at the snap, there was more burst there. There was more twitch, like Jake said, but the hands were just much more violent and his moves, I thought, were much more – what's the word I'm looking for? I guess more polished and more mature, whereas Will Anderson, I thought he – I thought Will Anderson was the most athletic uh, edge rusher that was scouted in this entire process and it shows why he's at at number one. Uh, I thought Tyree Wilson played – I thought they both actually – didn't have the most elite speed. Like I thought their speed, that both their speed was excellent. But when I look at and compare Will Anderson and Tyree Wilson to say what, and this is just going back a long ways, but one of the first drafts that I ever really scouted hardcore was Von Miller and Von Miller as an edge rusher. That's like that. That's the gold standard for film and what you want to see out of an edge rusher. Von Miller was top in terms of the speed and the style and the quickness that he played with. I think Will Anderson is not too far off of that, but again, just Von Miller's that was just peak tape and you will never see anything quite like that again, unless we're talking about a generational sort of uh, prospect, which at that, at that point, Von Miller was a great prospect, just not just not at that generational kind of level. Um, with Will Anderson, though, I want to see him potentially play more with his hand in the dirt. I thought there were times where 
he kind of stood up a little bit too tall and that there will be tackles that took him out of the play at times where in the NFL, I mean, if you're caught standing up too tall, offensive tackles are just too good at the NFL level and they will take you out of the play. Uh, the physicality was a bit of a worry for me with 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 Will Anderson, and that's where, again, that's where Tyree Wilson really stood out. I thought that Tyree Wilson played with more – what's the word that I'm looking for here? He played with more urgency than Will Anderson did. It was more of Will Anderson, he kind of knew that the defense that was behind him, it was like, okay, I'll probably get another down. Whereas Tyree Wilson, it was more of I may not get another down. They may just – score a touchdown right here. I got to make the most out of this snap. I got to play with the utmost urgency, the utmost uh, energy, uh, commitment. And and Tyree Wilson showed that. And Will Anderson did too, but it wasn't as consistent as Tyree Wilson. I also thought Tyree Wilson's pass move repertoire was much more advanced than Will Anderson. I thought Will Anderson got away with just being the gym rat. And being able to manhandle some offensive tackles, even in the SEC, which, again, at the NFL level, that will not pass at all. And I also think that Will Anderson may have to add a little bit of muscle where I think Tyree Wilson is good and he's ready to go uh, right away. But uh, with both of them, they both are fantastic against the run. They're great against the pass. They can get to the quarterback at will. I thought Will Anderson was a bit more fluid than Tyree Wilson just just by a tiny bit. Um, but overall, these two are fantastic prospects. That for me, they should be considered as top five prospects, definitely top ten. And whoever gets their hands on them is just going to be uh, very, very, very happy with with what they get. Listen, and another thing that I am – it's not really a knock on Anderson – I don't think he can play in a three tech in the NFL. Like he, he's more hmm. of a stand up outside linebacker, in my opinion. Okay, that just the size. Uh, Tyree Wilson is just a much bigger specimen of a human being as well. So he can go from you know he can beat you with speed, or he can beat you with power, or he can go from power to speed if that makes sense. Sure. Like, I don't know if Will Anderson has that. And I think schematically, you can do a lot more with Wilson than you can with Anderson. That That's something that you have to take into account, too, when you're doing these things. Oh, sure. And we talk about this all the time. We talk about how coaches at the next level and scouts, I, I hear about it all the time, that the one thing that scouts look for is versatility. That's what coaches love to have. At the next level, a guy that if you want to put his hand in the dirt, he can put his hand in the dirt. You want him to stand up and you want him to bull rush. He can, he can do it. You want him to drop back in coverage. He can drop back in coverage. And that was one of the biggest things that I heard coming out about Micah Parsons, that you want him to play anywhere. He could play anywhere. And that is exactly what Dallas did when they took him. And that is what he did in Dallas and what he continues to do in Dallas. And he's one of the best at it currently in the National Football League. Both these guys are uh, elite pass rushing prospects. And I think that Tyree Wilson, Tyree Wilson gets a little bit of a bad rap. And I do agree with you that uh, Tyree Wilson is more your prototypical edge rusher, get to the quarterback, will beat you with speed, beat you with power, uh, beat you with a ridiculous uh, pass rushing arsenal. And 6'6", 270, who's getting in the way of that? Where Will Anderson, 6'4", 253, again, what I said before, is Will Anderson might want to add um, 
maybe about 10, 15 pounds, you know, for Lucas, before we start talking about him uh, really being a force with uh, with his hand in the dirt. I mean, if we're looking at some of the other uh, prospects here, you're looking at Lucas Van Ness is at 272 and 6'5", uh, Miles Murphy, 6'5", 268. Nolan Smith is undersized, but it, it, it he just he beats you with with supreme athleticism. We'll talk about him. uh Talk about him in a minute, but Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, yeah. They, if if all goes according to plan, I mean, let me just see where I have them in my latest mock that I did today. Um, I have I have both of them in my top five. Granted, this is also a mock that does not have trades, so take that for what you will. Yeah, trades are going to be crazy, man. I, I think that number three pick is a big domino in yes. all this. Big, 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 big domino, and maybe the Texans like some. I don't know, man. It's it's going to be. There's going to be another bombshell trade that I think we hear about pretty soon. I've heard that there's the potential for one. There's going to be the text that the Cardinals staying at number three is just not, it's not, it's not happen. happening. It's not happening. But the question is whether the Cardinals decide to move out before the draft or during the draft. I said on the uh, draft mailbag that I, that I did this week that I have it at about, 60 40 right now the cardinals move out of that spot so i'm firmly in that camp that i think the cardinals are, are going to move out just yeah, the question is I, I where to where yeah um there's and you're seeing a lot of the teams in the top 10 spending a lot of time with with cj strad with bryce young and all the quarterbacks they're really they all feel like they have a chance at any of them right now so uh yeah you know, and then you also got to consider, you know, what do teams feel about Anthony Richardson? You know, what's Will what's Will Levis doing in the in the interviews? I, I I've actually heard that both both Richardson and Levis have been pretty solid. In, and you also have Hendon Hooker getting a lot of top thirty interviews well, too. That and and that's the thing is Levis and Richardson have been solid in the interviews, and I've heard Hendon Hooker has just absolutely wowed in the interviews. Yeah, I, well, he was always a stand-up type of kid. I mean, you know. yes, yes, and everything, everything that I've heard, I've heard from, I've heard from people connected to three different teams, and the word on the street is that Hendon Hooker is talking his way into into the first round. Yeah, I could say. It. So let's talk about now the number three and number four prospects on our list. That is Nolan Smith, and. Lucas Van Ness for me. Jake has it the other way around. Van Ness and then Smith. Uh, Jake, is is it the size with the, with Nolan Smith that seems to be a bit of the issue? He's very he he very he's very Nicobe Dean like from from last year, where yeah he has the talent to be drafted in the top fifteen, but the floor with him, I don't know where that floor is. If we're talking about where he could go in this draft, listen, man, yeah. <laughs> And also, to be honest with you, I thought Lucas Van Ness had the best motor out of all these guys, too. Like, this guy sure. does not make a playoff. I don't know if I can say that about Nolan Smith. I, I think he leaves a little bit to be desired. I think a lot of what we're doing here is what he can be. You're right. The floor is – it's scary. I mean, we've seen edge rushers like this before bust in the NFL. And another mm-hmm. thing that I don't really love with him is – is there anything that you saw that he does excellent where you go, yeah, well, that that's that's something that we rarely see right there. Can't teach that. I don't know. Maybe the speed? The speed. The speed would be the one thing because he, he has the speed of a corner. 
it, that's pretty much it. But guess yes. what? In the NFL, these linebacker these linemen are not the college linemen. Like the Correct. they they're very agile guys. Like you know what I'm saying here? Mm-hmm. And they're not going to just be able to get beaten with speed and they're much more powerful than the college offensive linemen. So you're not just going to be able to just run around these guys unblocked and untouched to the quarterback. So it's concerning. I can see this being a guy that gets pushed around a little bit, especially early on. I think he also needs to bulk up a little bit. And I think he needs to learn some more moves that just go beyond the basic swims and, you know, hey, I'm just going to run right through this guy because my first step is way quicker than his first step. I don't know. Not my favorite prospect. They had him in the top five for a reason, and that is that quick type of – what's the word I'm looking for here? Like that quick motion – He's you an see athlete. what I'm saying here? He's an he, athlete. He's, he, you're really ranking the athlete more than the football player. Yes. So, uh, yeah. No, no way, though. He Is he better than Lucas Van Ness, in my opinion? No way. Well, I think the one thing that I that I did see with, with, uh, with Smith that I really liked was he had a knack for the ball. He was able to go and find it no matter where it was. And there were moments that I saw with him where I was like, oh, okay, I, I, that, that's a – that's a smart play. And then there were other moments where I was like, eh, he, he tries, he tries to overcomplicate way too much instead of just, just really pure pass rusher. Wasn't my no. type of guy. Yes. I, that, that I agree with. I think if you're, if you're really looking for your guy that is going to flat out rush the passer and we're talking, you know, who's a guy that's going to get you 10 to 15 sacks a season. Then Ness is more that guy than Nolan Smith is. But I think where Nolan Smith can excel is he needs to go to a defense with a defensive coordinator that is going to know how to utilize him, right? That's going to fit best. I, I kind of I don't want to say that the Eagles are the best fit. It's very cliche. And after they just drafted to Kobe Dean last year, it's just kind of like, you know, would you want to go that route? Well, the, to... the Kobe Dean barely even played for the right. The he Eagles, ba- though, he barely year. played. He barely played. And it's like, do do the Eagles go back to that route of going with an undersized Georgia linebacker? I don't know. The injury concerns are also a little bit worrying for me. Did miss yep. time in 2021 and 2022. The pop, the pop really wasn't there just because he is he is a much smaller guy, but in coverage, excellent. He can he can cover yep. any running back uh, under the sun. And well, that is where I think his strength is is going to be. And not to mention. He's also a pretty strong kid for someone that only that only clocked in at 235 at the combine. So yeah. that, that is also pretty impressive uh, in and amongst itself. And he is a beast against against the run. But like Jake said, will he be able to replicate that success in the National Football League against much bigger, much stronger, and much smarter offensive linemen? That remains to be seen. Yeah, you're not alone. I've heard that the scouting community in the league is pretty split on him. There's people that have him as as high as maybe even a top five player in this draft, I've heard. Yes, I've heard the same. So it's not crazy. I personally don't see it, but I'm not in the league. Um, <laughs> so it doesn't really matter what I say. We'll see. I, I This is either going to be a guy that when he gets drafted, I go, wow, what a reach. Or a guy that falls out of the first round. Yeah, yes. I That's, listen, that's what I, it's going to be. I completely be. agree with you. Yeah, very similar to... Let's just think for some recent examples like Jermaine Johnson when he fell last year and people yep. were a little surprised. I, I love Jermaine Johnson last year, but let me, me go. 
like when Clinton Farrell got taken number three by the Raiders, like there's going to be a team, some weird team out there that overdrafts him. If that's the case, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, it all comes down to, you don't know where the floor is. You don't really know where the ceiling is. He, if he's drafted in the top 10, would I be surprised based on the things that I've heard? No. No. If he were to be drafted in the teens, would I be surprised? No. If he's drafted in the mid twenties, would I be surprised? No. If he were to fall out of the first round entirely, would I be surprised after what I saw with N'Kobe Dean last year, where I thought for sure N'Kobe Dean was going to be taken in the top 15 at the absolute minimum? No, it, it really wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, man, uh, it's going to be he, he there. He's going to be one of those, man. I'm excited to see. And listen, obviously, I think the kid has some type of traits here. He's number four. But to take him over Lucas Van Ness. I, there's no way in hell he's getting taken over um, Anderson or Wilson. No, there, there's, oh God, there's no way. No, God, but no, God, I, no, God I'm not God. taking him over Lucas. No way. I think that's that's just GM suicide right there. And I mean, I don't, I, I don't even think that you could that you could take Nolan Smith over a Miles Murphy, who we're going to get to in a minute, who for me, um, and, and I think maybe I should save it from, for Miles Murphy, but he he is probably the most polarizing draft prospect on the defensive side of the ball that I've seen in a few years that there are people that are just all over the place with him, much of the same way that Nolan Smith is, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but I do want to talk about Van Ness because Van Ness is very similar to Nolan Smith. When you say that he could get overdrafted for me, that I could see a team that tries to take him because of the power and the production that he exhibited at least in 2022 on his film with Iowa. He's still very raw. He is very, very raw. I was going to say, he didn't even play. This is really his only season under yep. his belt. Yep. That's how he, gifted he is as an athlete. He's only played two years two years of, of football. Yeah, and, th- and, and, and really this was the year, though, where he played. I, I think he was more in like a rotation last year. He wasn't really yes. like, you know, you're out there 90% of the time. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and he also he also tested out of the gym, which yep. which also really really helps. Uh, the power is insane. The initial quickness, the burst is incredible. He's got great. He got long arms. You know, there's your buzzword for the for the edge rushers: long arms. There yeah. it is. And he could tackle anybody. You you get into his grill. Guess what? He's on you. And that that to me is like that that is just instinct. You can't you can't teach that being in the right spot to make a play that you cannot teach no matter what the bend excellent the violent moves love it I want to see him develop the pass rushing arsenal a little bit he relies more on that on that bend and a little bit of the twist has to improve in that area but if he if he's going to go to a team that has a already proven edge rusher next to them then we're we're in we're in the money like right now i have van ness in my mock i have him projected number 14 going to the patriots like that is probably a fantastic spot for him because raw and you're putting a an unfinished product in new england with bill belichick yes please that works that works for me um, but again, the weakness, the weakness is not the strongest football IQ, but that comes from the relative inexperience, um, 
kind of gets cracked a little bit, doesn't really recognize the play all that all that often. It's it susceptible to the cut blocks that popped off on film just a little bit. And has the Will Anderson disease just a tiny bit, plays a little bit too tall, but doesn't have that elite speed that is easily going to be top level tackles at at the next level. But overall, there was not there was nothing about Van Ness's film that made that made me say, oh yeah, he's he's going to be inexperienced and he's not going to succeed at, at the next level. He's just very raw. And these these kind of these kind of prospects come out all the time and some end up being good, some end up not being so good. I think Van Ness is one of the ones that is going to turn out to be a very very wise selection given the motor given the raw athletic ability that he possesses and the football IQ could be taught that could be taught at the next level. You just got to get him in a very good position. Yeah. And listen, I think you can honestly put him in as a defensive tackle too, in a four, yes. three front. Oh, I yes, don't think he's yeah. So that he has that going for him. And I really think against the run, he's NFL ready to be a run stuffer. So yep. it, it really, the ability to shed blockers is, I don't want to call it best in the draft, but it, it's up there, if that makes sense. I do have a little bit of concern about the overall explosion from him. I think he does rely a little too much on his power. And I think that's something that comes over time. But this is just an, a, a complete specimen of a man right here. Like th- this guy and this kid, really, I don't even think he sniffed his sp- ceiling quite yet and I think that is also very appealing with him just how raw he is and thinking all right there's a lot of untapped potential here NFL coaching obviously a lot better than what Iowa is offering to its players we can unlock a new gear to this kid and we if we think that what we saw on film was great lord knows the sky's the limit when we get him in here in our building so I I, this kid to me if he's not a top 15 pick in this draft, then I might even go as far as to say top 10, but you know how the demands are with quarterbacks. I, I really think it's malpractice by these GMs, man. I, I think somebody's getting a hell of a football player with this kid. And I hope he lands in the right spot that really knows how to develop and teach the position and the defensive side of the ball because the, the ceiling is, is through the roof with this guy. One of those guys yeah. that like you like. You, you, you gravitate towards guys when you do this. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and I, I think if if you're kind of looking at the board and where like the ideal window for Van Ness kind of opens up, I think it's it starts at number six with the Detroit Lions as is right now. And then you start just going down the board and you and you look at where else he could possibly go. I think the Raiders would be a good fit for him next to Max Crosby. I think that would be a great fit for him. Uh, Atlanta, they they need anybody on on defense. I don't know if defensive line is necessarily the area that they're going to go and target, but that could be a potential fit there. Uh, Philadelphia would just be an unbelievable fit at at number ten. You put him on a defense that contains Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham for one more year when they're playing on on one year deals, and they're able to teach Van Ness the ropes. I, yes, that that's a, that's a terrific fit. Uh, Houston makes a lot of sense. Uh, New England makes sense, and e- even even Green Bay to an, to an extent makes makes some level of, of of sense as well. So there are a lot of possibilities for him in the in the top fifteen. I think that is a pretty good estimate of where he is going to fall. Um, and then Miles Murphy, um, again the most polarizing draft prospect that I've seen in quite a long time. There are people that are absolutely in love 
with the physical traits that he brings to the table. I don't particularly, I don't think he particularly tested very well, to be quite honest. Uh, 6'5", 268, it's pretty average for him. He was hurt uh, at the combine too, no? Yeah, he was hurt at the combine. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, I don't, he, I, I don't like that. Yep, he was hurt, hurt at the at the combine, and he did do, he did not do the the three cone, uh, but did did everything else, and then did participate in uh, his in his pro day, um, but does not have the biggest hands in the world, and I thought the the hand usage on tape was poor at best. Did not really show me that same violent ability like Tyree Wilson. Will Anderson or Lucas Van Ness. Um, I just think he's a very, very raw prospect that kind of in a way reminds me, and I hate doing the player comps mention it all the time, but when I watched him, I got Trayvon, uh, Trayvon Walker vibes from him, and I was not a Trayvon Walker guy oh. last year. So when I saw that, I was just kind of like, Ugh, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan. I didn't have Trayvon Walker inside my top five edge rushers last year, and he got picked number one overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I had him <laughs> at like four. Yeah, no, uh, that was that's still to this day. How did he, he had a pretty decent year last year, right? Nothing really he spectacular. Was decent. Yeah, he was decent. Yeah, but number one overall pick. I just I never saw that. No, I don't know how no. he was picked over Aiden Hutchinson. I I really don't. No, neither but, do I. Uh, yeah. Again, I'm not a big fan of guys that were hurt. In college, if that makes sense, I'm a big hurt in college, hurt in the pro soft. If we're having soft tissue injuries now at what is our prime of our career, not even in the prime of our careers as a, as a prospect, we have a long road ahead of us in the NFL where we're it doing doesn't this, get better. No, where, we, where we're doing this on a daily basis. How does it get better from here? I think that immediately is a red flag to me. And you're right. Didn't not I thought he was a better athlete than what I saw. Like he was always advertised as a you know supreme athlete. Thought he was a a good athlete. I didn't see anything where I go, wow, that that's this is just like really unique stuff right here. You know what I'm saying? He didn't really jump absolutely. off the screen to me. Yeah, is he a powerful guy? Absolutely. He can absolutely shed blockers, no doubt about it. Didn't have the best twitchiness to me either. It just it was very vanilla stuff where he just relied a lot on his God given strength to get by these blockers. Where in the NFL, I'm not sure that that's going to work. And you also, and I, I hate to say this about guys because like it's it's kind of like a low blow. I don't know if he gave it 100 percent on every single snap. If that makes sense. Um, the it's motor. Possible. I mean, you look, yeah. look at how Clemson was last year too. They were kind of a mess. And Miles Murphy probably said, you know what, I'm probably out of here at the end. Making of the day. some and again, business and again, decisions. I absolutely agree with you. I don't ever like to question effort, but if there was maybe going at 75% instead of 100, I understand why. It just looked like others were harder than others, if that makes sense, maybe sure. finished. And I don't love that. And sure. I just didn't really see any rare or special traits from him, but. There's no denying that he definitely has some tools. It's just putting it all together. I don't really, I didn't see a real defined prospect to where I, I'm not sure this kid is even like a top 20 pick. I, you know, you like the edge rusher class. Not so much for me. I think it's a hmm. little bit deeper in terms of elite high level 
prospects. So, yeah, n- not my not my type of edge rusher that I would take uh, early in the draft. I think he's really, and I haven't really put particular grade. I don't like doing that either, where it's like, oh, I had a day two grade on him, or like a day three grade. I just do it as like you know, compared to his peers, the demand of the position and the other guys in the draft on who I'd rather have on my team. I really think he he resembles like a second round pick. I don't I don't see much yeah. of a difference between him, the, the number five ranked edge rusher that I have, with a guy who is my sleeper, BJ Ojolari. So he's not right. really a sleeper. I just really wanted to talk about him because I like them a lot. But oh, I I listen. You're not going to hear me complain about it. I love BJ Ojolari's tape. I, I'm not seeing a very sizable gap between him and like let's just say edge rusher eight or anything like that. I, listen, I agree, and and even you know when when comparing him to, it's a very easy comparison to make with KJ Henry. I, I just have to watch the same tape. I thought KJ Henry looked more impressive to me on tape than than Miles Murphy did. It was similar. Yeah, that's my edge rusher seven. So I, I guess we're both pretty high on him. Yeah, yeah, he's he's my edge rusher seven as well. Yeah. Um. What else was I was I going to say with with Miles Murphy? I know there, there was something uh, off the tongue that I want that I wanted to say, but uh, he, Jake pretty much hit the nail on the head. He doesn't shed blockers well at all. Oh, uh, the lateral movement skills also weren't there either. He was very very stiff, which mm-hmm. you know that could that could be a whole host of things. Again, the 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 effort, you know, whatever whatever it may be. Um, but there's no doubt that the athletic traits are there. He just needs to become more polished. I think he's extremely, extremely raw, and that that's that's really kind of it. Um, but with what I've heard, is that there are scouts that think he's better than Cleveland Farrell. I mean, I don't know if that really is saying a whole lot, but that's uh, what <laughs> the word in the street is with coming out of college is that uh, oh, that God. Miles Murphy is better than uh, Cleveland Farrell. But then again, I've also heard that there are people that have him as low as not even as barely a first round pick. I haven't talked I, to anybody that has him outside round of round one. He's very, you know, who he's kind of like, and I hate doing player comps too. He's very reminiscent of Gregory Rousseau to me. I don't know. I, I was very not similar. a Gregory. I was not a Gregory Rousseau guy either. So maybe it's just I'm like that with guys too, where some guys, and it's maybe just like you know, I don't like doing it, but my, I unconsciously do it where if guys kind of resemble somebody to me and I have a particular type of prospect that I like at each position, I just don't gravitate towards them. I don't know. You're not going to hear any disagreements disagreements from me. I think it's spot on. Uh, All right. So let's talk about our, our sleepers. Jake has BJ Ojolari and I have KJ Henry. Uh, Jake, I'll, I'll give you the floor first with BJ Ojolari. I, I, I loved him. I loved him. It, It took, it took a lot. For me to not put him at number five with with uh, with Miles Murphy, I think Ojolari is a much more finished article than 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 Murphy is. I just thought Murphy may have had another ce- level to his ceiling. I mean, we're talking about a very thin margin, but in terms of game tape, he's right up there with impressive tape. I think he had like he had to have double digit sacks last year. I don't have the number quite in front of me, but if he didn't have ten sacks or more, I'd be stunned from what I saw. And there was plenty of. I don't want to say missed opportunities, but there was a lot of disruption. Like, we're not just looking at sacks here. I don't have the exact amount of quarterback hits, but this guy was hitting the quarterback left and right. He may not have been getting home and sacking the quarterback, but he was forcing some hurries back there. He was affecting the play, even though not getting credited with the sack. 
And the amount of, amount of attention that he got as well, you have to take into account because this guy was constantly seeing double teams, chip blocks from the tight end, the running back. Like this was the guy to stop on that LSU defensive line. So he's ready to go right away. I think he's plug and play. He's already a situational pass rusher. It's just, was that the best version of him that we've already seen? Because he's no doubt a very, very big man. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. so you do worry there. He didn't have the best bend that I look for with, with edge rushers. I know it's a very cliche term, you know, maybe not the most agile, flexible guy, but he's just a raw, not a raw guy, but he's just a good football player. If yes. that makes sense. So uh, no, no complaints here. If, if Miles Murphy is getting taken in the first round, I don't know how this kid doesn't. Uh, Ojalari is a candidate for me that he could sneak into the back of back end of the first round. I'm trying to see it. Did I have him? Is he yes, related I to, do. Uh, I do is, have him as first round pick. Question. My, is is he related pocket. to uh, the guy from the Giants, Aziz Ojalari? Um, let me have a look I, I know it doesn't mean anything i'm just kind of curious now he but it he also had uh for your for your information as well uh he had five and a half sacks last uh last season which i, I can't believe it. it no i can't believe it either uh aziz ojalari and bj ojalari are brothers okay yeah i was gonna say that explains a lot <laughs> Because yeah. I, listen, I, I was a big fan of Aziz Ojalari as well, and it's good to see that the uh, the, that the that the bloodline is uh, is going to turn turn out two uh, two NFL players. Yeah, listen, I think Ojalari is much more finished prospect prospect than Miles Murphy is. I think Miles Murphy's ceiling is definitely greater given given the the superior athletic traits. But I also agree with Jake that the football IQ is top notch. He was coached well at LSU, and LSU is a great program. That tur- uh, turns in smart football players into professional football players, and that's what uh, Ojalari is. And I'm I'm a big, big, big fan. As for KJ Henry, it is very easy to make the comp between him and Miles Murphy because you just all you have to do is watch the same game tape, and you're going to see both of them. Uh, I thought KJ Henry had better hands than Miles Murphy. I thought KJ Henry had better length. As an as an edge rusher, has to add more in, in terms of weight, has to hit the gym, but that's okay. I thought KJ Henry was much more violent. I thought he had better awareness, and I thought he was better on the ball than Miles Murphy was. I also thought KJ Henry competed more, and we talked about this just before. I thought KJ Henry was showed more tenacity, he showed more toughness, more comp, more uh, competitiveness, and more versatility than than Miles Murphy did. Uh, the initial burst is at the level of Miles Murphy and the long arms, good power in the hands and he slips off blocks better than better than most that I saw that I saw on 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 tape. I think he's more of a run defender than he is a pass defender at the, at the next level. I don't know if he's the kind of guy that I would want to be sending at quarterbacks even though he definitely can do it. I think as a run defender he's he has the chance to be elite at the next level, but the problem is, is that he just is not that speed and chase guy hence why i don't really want to be sending him after a quarterback he is not that speed and chase tackle kind of guy at the next level the twitch really wasn't there and the foot the the footwork really was eh at best uh but really he gets down low and he bends which is absolutely wonderful to see on on film the lateral movement is good um he, he he sometimes gets beat 
a little bit more just be, just because he doesn't have that quickness that really I think a lot of teams desire out of a straight edge rusher. Uh, it'll be interesting to see whether or not Henry potentially gets moved around and maybe you put him more as maybe an off-ball sort of player. I don't know if he would succeed in that area, but it's possible that he could that he could be there. But at the end of the day, I think K.J. Henry, you can't talk about Miles Murphy and not talk about K.J. Henry because I, I thought they were very, very comparable for me on tape. Yeah, I, I just didn't really see a natural pass rusher, if that makes sense. Sure. More of, and that's kind of what I'm looking for, but I think your assessment was rather accurate. All right. So let's look at the teams that could be drafting uh, edge rusher or could be targeting edge rusher in this draft. And and immediately um, I have Will Anderson going number three to the Cardinals in my latest mock. I have Tyree Wilson going number five to the Seahawks in my latest mock. I think both spots are potential trade down. Uh, situations, especially for teams that might want to trade up and take one of the quarterbacks. Mentioned it before, 7, 8, 9, 10, 12. I think it's a prime edge rushing zone with, and even 6 as well, with the Lions, Raiders, Falcons, the Bears, the Eagles, and the Texans. I think could definitely be in that market. And then you look at uh, the Patriots and the and the Packers at fourteen and fifteen. Then you start go you start going down the board as well. Uh, potentially, maybe if Seattle trades down and they go a different direction, maybe you start looking at them for a potential pass rusher at number twenty. Uh, I don't know if Tampa is going to be in the market for another pass rusher. I highly doubt it, but uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, Baltimore could be could be interesting there. Jake, am I missing anybody? Maybe 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 Dallas. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you said the Giants. Maybe them. The, 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 yeah, the Giants. Absolutely sure. But I, I think you got everybody. I, I but I also have in in case you in case you were wondering uh, where I have uh, B J Ojolari uh, mocked to. I have him mocked at twenty nine to the Saints. Yeah. Which I think would be a good fit, and it keeps him it keeps him in the bayou as well. Uh, so Jake, before we uh, before we go, any final thoughts that you want to provide on the on the edge rushers? No, I mean, listen, not not a can't miss in my opinion, but there's a lot of depth and a lot of guys that can contribute rather soon in this draft class. So we may not have the can't miss guy. We may not have the perennial All Pro. We may not even have a guy that's not even a hall of famer, but there are, there should be good football players for sure. Um, a good year. If you need an edge rusher that you can plug and play. I agree. I agree. And again, I think that this is uh, one of the deeper edge rushing classes that I've seen. And there's a lot of talent, a lot of untapped potential with this class. But again, I think it does require uh, certain guys going to good spots that will be able to unlock that hidden potential in a lot of them. Uh, so that's going to be it for this edition of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. If you like what you heard, leave a five-star review. Tell us how much you love the program. Jake and I will be back on Friday. We will be doing the interior defensive line rankings, prospect reports, where we are going to have the Jalen Carter discussion. Jake, are you excited for it? Yeah, 100%. It's definitely a discuss- something we need to discuss. The most polarizing prospect in this draft, where coming into the draft... He was the absolute cleanest prospect of the ball. Yeah, 
<laughs> that's that's pretty that's that's accurate. So, oh, we have some breaking news, Jake. Oh, God, help us. Before we go, so a report from Yahoo Sports. Yahoo Sports is breaking football news? Apparently. I want to see who who actually uh, did the report because I know some of those guys over at Yahoo. So let me just check first to see who this is. Charles Robinson. Okay, he he does good work. He does good work. Um, The breaking news is that the asking price from the Green Bay Packers for Aaron Rodgers is a 2023 second and a guaranteed 2024 first. Jake, what are your thoughts at this moment in time? Not like, no, <laughs> like that's not, I don't think they're going to get that in all honesty. I do think though, that there will be some stipulations in there where it will be very performance driven. Um, Like, let's say that, you know, the Jets go to the playoffs next year. The Jets win the division next year. It can become a first round pick. I do agree yep. there, but it's not, oh, like here's a first regardless if Rogers even plays next year. So yeah, correct. Correct, and I think that's what you and I off the side have been saying all along, that probably the offer is a second-round pick with a conditional second-round pick that could turn into a first if the Jets meet some some sort of uh, performance yeah. and I, And what I'm thinking also standards. is, and I believe this was in the report as well, the 90% retired quote kind of swung a lot of leverage into the Jets' favor. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, it's just one of those things where you kind of have both sides need to make this deal happen. Where, what are, what are you going to do if you're the Packers? <laughs> like, not trade them, have them go to training camp and hang out with Jordan Love. How do you think that's going to go over? You not think well. he's just going to fall in line? <laughs> uh, not well. Not so, well. Hey, hey, we've seen crazier things hap- happen during no the NFL way. draft. Yeah, no, there's, there's, there's no way. He he's going. He's he'll be a jet. It's just that the turn. It is right. what it is. It's but, just a ma- mean, it's a matter of when, not if. It, and if you're the I, Packers, you're, what is your reputation like around the league? I mean, every single storied legend of your franchise, you have to end on horrible terms with. It it's crazy. Every single one of them. It's crazy. It never ends. It never ends well. If you if you are a Green Bay Packer lifer, it never ends well we could just go down the list there's who who has it ended well with i know randall cobb it didn't end well with randall cobb they got rid of him fair point fair point but he, he, he did he did find a way to come back but greg jennings didn't end well with him Went donald driver didn't end well with him jordy nelson didn't end well with him brett Favre didn't end well with him Devontae uh, adams didn't end well with him clay matthews didn't end well with him clay matthews didn't end well with a- him either a- yep. aj hawk didn't end well with him didn't end well with him it, either there it's just a very long list of guys that it, it did not end well with <laughs> and i i may have to shape up on my football history but i would make a bet that it probably didn't end well with bart Starr either no, exactly i don't think like, it ended the best with uh who's the old running back that was there uh, Ryan Grant, I think was his name or something like that. Uh, not, not Amon Green. Yeah, maybe. Or Eddie Lacy. Oh, Eddie Lacy, yes. But at least at least Aaron Jones got his second contract. Yeah, it might end well with him. 
maybe, maybe, or they just cut him and they piss him off. We're, we'll wait, we'll wait and see. But you know who it did end well with? It ended well with Jamal Williams. It did. And it did end well with Randall Cobb, I guess, the second time around. He walked off with Aaron. Maybe it's not ending well because you know how Aaron Rodgers is in limbo? So is Randall Cobb. What what will the Jets do if they don't have Randall Cobb? I, I don't know. Cry? I, I, I would be I, I would be emotional. Yeah, I would be don't emotional. Don't worry. His, his agent says he, he's, he wants to play this year, but he's not on a team yet. There should we, be a long – I'm sure there's a long list of suitors. <laughs> Jake, you have some homework as the as the Jets fan that does the required radio – required radio fan show. Oh, my God. I'm dating myself. The Basin Talk yeah. Podcast fan show mailbag on Saturdays during the season. You need to find a song that when Randall Cobb inevitably scores a touchdown from Aaron Rodgers – we will need to play that song. You you have to think of one. We have to. You have to think of one. I, I leave that in your professional hands. I will. I will. It could be anything. Any anything you want. So that's it. We're done. Uh Friday, we will have the uh, interior defense alignment ranks. Join us for that. For Jake, I am Bird. Thank you so much for listening to the Basic Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. And we'll catch you on the next one. Bye bye. <laughs>